spirit
Praise the Lord, everybody. We want to say good morning to you. We invite you to praise and worship the Lord with us this morning. If you want to clap, clap your hands. Stay right where you are, your homes, wherever you get. And just get with us and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Joy. Joy, you wake up. We 
joining us this morning. I hope and pray that something will be said or done that will increase your faith in the Lord. Turn with me to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verse 11. I just want us to look at one verse in that scripture. The Bible said, then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried, our hope is lost, we are cut off for our parts. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful for another opportunity to share your word. Holy Spirit, I ask that you breathe on it for the benefit of every one of us. I thank you for all my friends, my brothers, my sisters, all over the city, all over the parish, all over the nations, internationally that are watching us. We are grateful, God for amplifying our voice to reach nations. I thank you for what you're about to do right now. Heal us. Deliver us. Save us from our own self. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk with you for a few minutes on the subject titled, Get Your Hopes Up. Get your hopes up. The passage I read to you is from the book of Ezekiel. Many of us are familiar with the book of Ezekiel, and when we think of that book, we always think of the dry bones in the valley. 
That book talks about bones that were disconnected, bones that were disjointed, bones that were disorganized. The bones had no life in them, no progress, no productivity. But the passage I just read to your hearing this morning is an additional fact about the book of Ezekiel. Here in this passage, God himself said something. God said the bones in that book reverse to the house of Israel. In other words, when we talk about the bones, we are talking about people of Israel. And at this time in their life, they were in exile in Babylon. They were taken from their own homes. They were dealing with the cruelty of King Nebuchadnezzar. They had no freedom where they are now. They are not making progress and they were not productive. So they said to themselves, our bones are dried. Our hope is gone. We are cut off. I can stop there and preach to you all day because you have to be careful what you say concerning your own self. Notice it's not the devil talking about them now. It's not God causing them. They are saying to themselves that their own bone is dry, that their own hope is lost, and they felt like they've been cut off. Be careful what you say concerning your own self, concerning your children, concerning your loved ones. Please take note. These were people of God. These were people who loved to worship God, who loved to sing, who loved to live for God. All of a sudden, they are now becoming a hopeless generation. If you listen to what they're saying concerning themselves, it appears like they have no expectation. They have no assurance of the future. Their hope is lost. Today I'm talking about hope. You and I getting our hopes up. What is hope anyway? My friend, hope is when you have an expectation, when you have a desire, when you have an assurance that something will, will happen to make things better for you. Hope is when you have a sense of longing for something, a sense of desire for something, a sense of expectation. My friend, hope is your ability to look forward to the future when you're not consumed by what's going on right now. You just know that you know that you know God is going to bring you up. But notice what the Israelites said concerning themselves. They look each other in the face and they say, our bones are dried up. Our hopes is gone. And we are actually cut off. My brothers and my sisters, please be careful because if you're not careful, 
if you don't hold on to your, your faith, if you don't hold on to your, your hope, you will find yourself becoming a hopeless generation just like the Israelites. I will admit to you, like the Israelites, there are days in my own life when I wonder if I have anything to hope for. I've been through situations sometimes when my hopes was dashed and crushed right in my own face. There's been some times that I don't have the hallelujah in my, in my mouth anymore. I love to praise God all day, round the clock, but when you lose your hope, the devil will steal your praise. The truth be told, some of you here, you find yourself sometimes in a situation that challenges your hope. Sometimes we find ourselves in a drama, in a saga, that you say, how did I get here? Sometimes life will throw you a curveball. I've been there. Got a souvenir, a t-shirt for you. But the truth be told, what this country of ours, what we've been going through in the past several months, is like a situation that you can call stressful and difficult. The scientist says human beings can last for 40 days without food. Human beings can last for three days without water. Human beings can last for eight minutes without air. But I will submit to you, human beings cannot exist one second without hope. My friend, you need hope, and I need hope. Israel find themselves in a situation that they describe, that their bones are now dried up, their hopes are gone, and they feel like they've been cut off. The question for you and me this morning, do you have hope? Is there anything that you're hoping for, that you're believing God for? Maybe for a better future, maybe for a better life, maybe for a better health, maybe for a better marriage, or even a better job situation. Do you have hope for anything this morning? Let me encourage you, my brothers, my sisters, Find you a promise of God in the word of God and wrap your hope around it. And don't turn it loose, no matter what's going on around you. I'm sure you will ask the question, Pastor, why do I need hope? What's the big deal about this thing called hope? I'm glad you asked. We need hope because we are living in a broken planet. Ever since Adam and Eve messed up, this planet has become imperfect. Nothing is perfect on this planet Earth. Just think about it. For example, our weather is not perfect. Our economy fluctuates, not perfect. Even our body is not perfect. Relationship, not perfect. Even our marriage not perfect, if the truth be told. 
Sometimes even our own career, not perfect. Why? Because we live in a broken planet. We live in a world full of people who have lost their hope. Even in the church, as good looking as we are, we come every Sunday. We put on our Sunday's best. We smile, we praise God, we get our grooves on, we fellowship with one another. We talk with one another, how you doing, brother? How you doing, sisters? And people will say, I'm blessed and highly favored. But if you dig deep, if you x-ray the hearts of everybody, you'll be surprised what you will find. You might even find doubt. You may find despair and discouragement and depression, even confusion. Why? Because we live in a very broken world. So we need hope. All of us need hope to cope with our situation. The good news is that whenever we're in a mess like this, whenever our hope is gone, whenever you and me feel like giving up, God always raises up a prophet. Someone that will speak to a situation. Say, for example, you remember when the people of Israel were in Egypt land, suffering. God raised up Moses to go and tell old Pharaoh, let my people go. You will remember when the people of Israel, when there was a big famine and there's no rain and everything was drying up, God raised up Elijah. To tell the people in the midst of famine, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. You will remember Prophet Joel when the people were going through all kinds of struggle, when it looked like they've lost everything. God raised him up to declare restoration. Everything locust stole, everything cankerworm stole. He preached restoration to his generation. What am I trying to tell you? God always raised up somebody to speak to every situation we find ourselves. God raised up Jeremiah to tell the people of God, stop crying all day, all night, sucking your thumb. It's time to get yourself together. God is about to do a new thing. God raised up Amos in the midst of all the injustice of his days. He declared justice. Justice is still a reality. And you might be saying, well, I don't know Amos, I don't know Jeremiah, I don't know Ezekiel, I don't know Moses. But you remember how God raised up Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to speak to the powers of his days and speak the truth with convention. In this passage I read to you today, again, why the people of Israel feel miserable, why they are in exile, God raised up Ezekiel. And God sent Ezekiel into the valley full of bones. And God said to Ezekiel, I want you to walk around, walk around all those bones and tell me what you see. Don't tell me what you learn at the seminary. Don't tell me what you research in the library. I want to, for you to tell me what you see with your own eye. Then God said to Ezekiel, son of man, 
I have a question for you. Can these bones live? By the way, whenever God asks a question, he is not trying to get the answer. He already knows the answer. He's all-knowing. But when he asks you a question like that, he is asking to get your own answer. How do you feel about it? What do you see? What are you feeling? Can America be turned around? We know we are missing our pathway, but can we be turned around as a nation? Can this sickness be healed? Can that marriage be restored? Can our young people be restored back to God? The truth be told, today as I'm speaking to you, at least a billion people in the world are hungry. Today, as I'm speaking to you, at least a million people will commit suicide all around the world. Today, as I'm speaking to you, at least 120 million people are still in slavery. It's a messed up world. The planet is ruined. Today, as I'm talking to you, at least 1.15 million people have been Infected by COVID-19. Right here in our country alone. Ladies and gentlemen, today as I'm talking to you, at least 66,605 people have been killed by this COVID-19. As I'm talking to you today, more than 38 million people have filed for unemployment within a few weeks alone. That's what our world we live in. But the question must be asked, what do you have to say about it? Son of man, what do you see? Are we going to be able to get back on track? Are we going to be able to smile again? Are we going to be able to hug one another again? Son of man, can this bone leave? You'll be amazed how many people are wondering if America will be back to normal again. So we need hope right now. We need hope for today. We need hope for tomorrow. Then the question must be asked, where can we find this hope? I'm glad you asked. We know one thing. We cannot put our hope on the politicians. Yes, I said it. <laughs> we know... You cannot always depend on the government. We can't even trust technology. As good as the microphone and the telephone and the email and the, uh, all kinds of gadgets. But we know deep down within us, these things can fail us. And we sure know you can't even trust money. Today you'll read tomorrow. It's a different story. And we sure know we can't trust the media. So where are we going to find this hope? I start by to tell you, my brothers and my sisters, we need to put our hope on something that doesn't fluctuate. We need to put our hope on something that would never change. And I submit to you this morning, the only hope we have in this world is in Jesus Christ. 
Ladies and gentlemen, that's why I said to you earlier, find you the promises of God. Find you in the word of God what God has said concerning you, concerning your future, concerning your family, and wrap your hope around that. The problem now is that too many of us, we put our hope on the wrong things. Too many of us, we put our hopes in the wrong places. Please let me forewarn you, if you put your hope in your career, if you put your hope in your status, your success, it will fail you. If you put your hope in your salary, if you put your hope in sex, in position, in possession, in power, in popularity, all of those things will let you down. Your hope, I repeat, must be on something that will never change. Ladies and gentlemen, where can we find hope? I will submit to you, your best hope is in Jesus Christ. That's why the songwriter say, my hope is built on nothing else than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. The songwriter say, I dare not trust the sweetest frame except to wholly lean. On Jesus' name. He said, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All on the ground is a sinking sound. My friend, I want to encourage you today. Embrace this message of hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is why God said to Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? Ezekiel responded, he said, Lord, you know. Then God said to Ezekiel, prophesy to the bones. In other words, preach to the bones. In other words, proclaim the word to the bones. And Ezekiel said, based on the God's instruction, he said, oh, ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Notice he didn't say, hear my opinion. Notice he didn't say, hear what is on the news. He said, hear the word of the Lord. And I believe with all my heart, if we want to get out of this mess, we need the word of God. The word of God will set us free. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 8 says, grass may wither and flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Hallelujah. I never will forget 23, 24 years ago when I came to this church. They said, what kind of church is this going to be, brother pastor? I said, well, you can call me Baptist if you want. You can call me Methodist. You can call me Koji. You can call me Pentecostal. Put any label you want to put on me. But at the end of the day, I want this church to be a world church. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God will stand forever. So I come to encourage somebody today. Maybe you're going through some trials. Maybe you're facing unemployment. Maybe even some of your loved ones have been a victim of this coronavirus. I come to encourage you. There's hope. God knows exactly what you're going through. This is the time for you and me 
not to be distracted, but to hear the word of the Lord. Ezekiel began to preach because God said, prophesy to these bones. So Ezekiel began to prophesy. Ezekiel began to preach. And the Bible says when the preacher began to speak the word of God, all of a sudden the bones began to move. Hallelujah. As I proclaim the gospel to you this morning, everything that is dead in your body, I pray that it will come back to life. In the name of Jesus. Everything that is not moving, I pray that God will connect all the joints and connect every organ, every tissue. I pray that it will begin to function for the purpose for, for which God made them. In the name of Jesus. The bones begin to reconnect. Things begin to shake all over the, all over the valley. The Bible says it got so good, the bones got up. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I see a resurrection taking place in your life in the name of Jesus. Everything the devil meant for evil, I see a turnaround in your life. The bones got up and they become great army. I speak live into every ministry. Churches are not supposed to go into hiding. Churches are not supposed to die out. We are supposed to become God's great army to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to preach the gospel, and make this world a better place in the name of Jesus. Before I go, I want to call one more witness. The lawyer and me just want to make sure the jury is fully persuaded. You remember this woman in the book of St. Mark, chapter 5, beginning from verse 25. The Bible says ha she had issue of blood. In other words, she had a bleeding problem. And maybe you're under the sound of my voice and your finance is bleeding. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice today and your marriage is bleeding. I know what it is to be faced with trial and difficulty. I'll come back to encourage you this morning. There is hope. Get your hopes up in Christ Jesus. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Pick yourself up. The Bible said this woman not only have a bleeding problem, she had emotional problem. You say, how can you say she had an emotional problem? I thought her problem was physical. But if you read between the lines, the Bible says she suffered from the hands of many doctors. Can you imagine going from doctor to doctor to doctor? And you go to one doctor, at the back of your mind you say, okay, maybe this doctor is going to figure things out. Maybe this doctor is going to help me. And then at the end of the day, nothing happened, you're disappointed. And many of you may be in the same boat. Maybe you're not bleeding physically, but you find yourself going from job interview to job interview to job interview. Sometimes you go for an interview and you are thinking, yes, I believe I got this job, only to be disappointed again. I stop by to tell you, there is a God who can mend a broken heart. There is a God who can make a crooked way straight. 
there is a God who can make a way out of no way. Pick up your own hope. Don't lose hope in, in times of trouble. This is not a time to be worrying. This is not a time to give up. This is a time to encourage your own self. Maybe you've been disappointed by life, but God still loves you. Get your hopes up. Have you ever been in a situation that you're expecting something to turn better for you and only to be disappointed? The Bible said this woman's condition didn't even stay where it was. Things was getting worse. I've been there. You try your best to be a Christian. You try your best to pray. You try your best to read the Bible. And sometimes it looks like the more you try, the worse things get. Some of you have tried to be a better person. You've tried to be a better husband. You've tried to be a better wife. You've tried to be a better mother, a better father. You've tried to be a better employees. And the more you try, the more you find yourself struggling. I come to tell you this morning, there is hope. Get your hopes up in the midst of trial. Get your hopes up in the midst of difficulty. Get your hope up. Find yourself in the hand of Almighty God. And you know the devil is, is, is full of tricks. When you're going through, that's when the devil will come to suggest to you, maybe it was because of something you did in the past. The devil is a liar. When God forgives you, he forgets. Hallelujah. God is not trying to judge you. God is not trying to, to put you down. God is a good God. I've been in a situation where I asked God to forgive me, and he forgave me. He looked beyond my fault and saw my need. That same God is your father. That same God is your God. If you will only humble yourself today and get your hopes up, in Christ, not in worldly things, in Jesus Christ. Guess what he will do? He will hold your hand. He will get through this season. Whatever you're going through, God will make a way out of no way. I want to submit to you, if you can find hope like this woman, everything will be all right. You know what blows my mind concerning this woman? She had physical problem, but she still find hope. She had emotional problems. She still found hope. She was rejected by friends and isolated. She still found hope. She was in deep financial problem. The Bible says she spent all, but she still found hope. What am I trying to tell you? Hold your head up. If this woman can find hope in all of our trouble, there is hope for you and me. I'm going to invite our worship team to come back. But before we, we celebrate in singing with you, I want to invite you, my brother, my sister, to the Lord Jesus Christ. The reason why we sing, the reason why we celebrate and rejoice is because of Jesus Christ. If you don't know him as your Lord and as your Savior, there is a number under the screen. There are preachers like me, who have been trained, who are waiting to pray with you. 
And maybe you're a child of God already, but you're going through some trials right now. You're going through some trouble right now. Or maybe all this drama going on in our community, in our nation, is getting to you. Let me encourage you to call that number. There are ministers that are ready and able to pray with you and to pick you up and to encourage you in the Lord. Also, if you are being blessed by this ministry and you say, Pastor, I love what Zion Hill is doing. I want to be a part of that. I want to sow some seed. Let me assure you, whatever you give to this ministry will not be wasted. Let me encourage you to go to our our website, www.zionhill.com. And right there, you you have an opportunity to give, to support the work of the ministry. In this church, we are feeding the hungry. In this church, we are helping those who are in need. Not just members of this church, but members of the community. In this world, we are trying our best to make the world a better place. We are preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. If God puts it in your heart, I want to invite you to go to our website and give as the Lord prosper you. Thank you for joining us this morning. And may God bless you until we meet again. Here is our worship team. See my